And in Heels is a motivational, inspirational, and educational podcast for women entrepreneurs. Let's learn from each other, laugh with each other, and support each other so we can all succeed together. And just remember, women can do anything and in heels. And welcome to this episode of And in Heels. We are thrilled to welcome Lauren Windebank today. Lauren is the founder of Roma Black and the co-founder of Tribe, both companies in which I can't wait for her to tell you about today. So a little bit about Lauren before we let her introduce herself. She is a visionary leader, an entrepreneur, and passionate advocate for women in male-dominated industries. So Lauren, welcome. So to get started today, we would love for you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and where you're located. Firstly, thank you so much for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be speaking with you both. Uh, so yeah, I'm Lauren. Um, I'm actually based in the UK. So it's uh, slightly chilly here. <laughs> and uh, I am the founder of Roma Black, which is a global recruitment company. And we specialize mainly within the tech sector and professional services. Um, and then I'm also co-founder of Tribe, which is a network um, built for women both working in uh, tech and finance. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really to help them to build their confidence. Uh, and we also work with companies to really try and promote, you know, retaining more women in these industries uh, and, you know, trying to educate male leaders on how they can be successful allies and sponsors to these women so we can try and get more women into leadership and, and close that gender gap love that that is so needed yes that is so needed i was just looking at something the other day it's a conference happening locally here in mm -hmm. florida and somebody sent me the invitation and said oh you should join and i looked at the guest speaker panel it was like 45 men and two women hmm. and i'm like where how did that happen today it like it is 2024 so yes. we need that so much yeah, definitely. It was a shame because I was in Fort Lauderdale, wasn't I, uh, in November? And uh, I think you guys were, were away on vacation or something. But uh, I was actually on a panel, uh, then an all-female panel, talking about, you know, uh, how we're all on this journey together, right? And there's so many amazing mm -hmm. men that are huge advocates for women. Uh, and it's really just trying to work together, you know, to yes. support women so we can retain more women and, you know, really then help them accelerate their careers. Yes. Yeah. And the next mm -hmm. time you are in the United States, anywhere near us, we are getting together and we are yes. going to meet and we will re-record another episode when you're here present with us because yeah. it's just, it's going to be a great partnership, you know, into the future. We can't wait to collaborate more, but please tell us a little bit more about your journey and, and, you know, like, how did you get here today? Yeah, so firstly, what I probably missed out of my introduction is that I'm a mum of two. So I have a four-year-old boy and a three-year-old little girl. Uh, and I essentially fell into recruitment uh, and I was working for a corporate company. And it was all pre-COVID times, you know, so not, not much flexibility then. And I just got married and I knew that I wanted to have that flexibility because I knew I wanted to start a family. So I decided I've always had, I guess, that sort of entrepreneurial spirit. I've always wanted to do something and build something for myself. So I made the decision to um, 
leave my well-paid job where I was, you know, in management and on a very good sort of acceleration path to start, you know, from scratch, a uh, recruitment company. I quite quickly after setting up my business, I we, I left with a, a colleague as well. So we we started together. I we'd struggled for some time to um, fall pregnant. And so I just didn't expect it to, you know, happen. But you know, God's plan and everything. And so we, uh, yeah, we we'd set up and then I fell pregnant with my son. And so then I was trying to juggle, you know, running a business with a, with a baby. And uh, essentially what happened was uh, my business partner decided that, you know, entrepreneurial life wasn't for her. And she decided to leave and go back into a corporate company. Uh, that was in the February of 2020. And COVID hit in March oh my gosh and at this point I have a business I have a son that's due to turn one in a month and I'm pregnant with my little girl that's due in that summer so in that moment I you know was presented with numerous things going in my head a lot of opinions from friends and family of of what to do um and I had that self-belief that I could make it work and um, I I was very fortunate I was presented with an opportunity to take investment into my recruitment business which I did I then built a a, a team and was lucky then that the business essentially enabled me to have that that freedom while my children are young um, which is still the case today so I still you know I work um, in the business but I mainly work on the business um, if you like and um, after a couple of years of, you know, um, building that business, building our client base, um, you know, really getting to work a lot across the US, which is amazing. We really love working um, with companies, you know, all over Europe and the US. And through that work, what I saw was a, a lack of women, you know, mm-hmm. working in, in mm-hmm. tech and other sort of, you know, male dominated industries. And I could see a drop off. You know, so a lot of women were were entering organisations, and then when they were getting to that sort of mid to senior level, they were they were were leaving. So I went on a bit of a discovery as to why that is, um, and that is why I um, built Tribe with my co-founder Megan, who is a woman in tech. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So bit of a you know crossroads, you know, roller coaster journey, but uh, I wouldn't change anything. And yeah, it's. uh, been a fun ride so far. <laughs> well, timing definitely wasn't on your side, but was. It's like, you know, you just have to believe in fate sometime and things happen for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we find our way through them or around them or, you know, whatever that challenge may be. But wow, what an interesting <laughs> um, journey you've been on so far. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. So I know that you said that, um, you know, you you were kind of sent on this path almost alone at first, you know, to, to fend for yourself a little bit. And obviously you came out on the other side. But what continued to motivate you, you know, throughout, you know, formulating your your first business and then secondary finding this this need for a women empowerment group? What was your motivation through through that? I think um, I have a lot of self-belief, you know, and. I always feel like life's going to throw, you know, hurdles and, you know, God knows what's into the mix. Um, And 
I think the thing that kept me going was wanting to achieve what I had set out to achieve, you know, originally. Uh, I, I wholeheartedly believed, you know, in that business and didn't want to, you know, abandon, abandon that. Secondly, my, my children, right, they're huge, um, you know, incentives as to why I want to, you know, provide for them. I want to show them that you can both, you know, have a family and you can have a career as well. Um, and then my sister, she also has autism and severe learning disabilities. So she never got the opportunities um, that, you know, I have been blessed with. So I've always wanted to push myself, you know, to reach my full potential. I think they're my sort of, you know, three main main drivers, if you like. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. As you've explored this journey with Tribe, right? Like, like you know, you're in an industry and you're recruiting and and you're in this now international circle. And then all of a sudden this need comes to your attention. You know, what were those pivotal moments as you were realizing what was happening in the, in the workplace, in the corporate environment, and then the, you know, motivation or inspiration behind tribe, like how did that all come together? Because I know it wasn't as simple as, oh, we need to do it. Let's just do it there. You know, it's not quite that easy. Right. So tell us a little bit more about that journey. Yeah, so essentially, I, I'd obviously spotted a couple of, you know, patterns and trends um, through the work we did in my recruitment business. And I had a conversation with um, Meg and I actually went to school together. And I knew she was working um, in tech and had, you know, really climbed that sort of corporate ladder. Mm-hmm. And so what started off as just a you know, conversation over coffee to pick her brains, you know, what what it's like and what maybe is missing. And, um, you know, she texted me after saying, I need to be a part of this. Like, you need me. Let's, nice. you know, do this together. Nice. And we've really just gone on the journey together, to be honest, to understand what some of the things are that are causing women to drop out of the industry, um, you know, lack of flexibility. Um, so a, a lot of times it's when she, um, people have children, you know, and then it's harder to return to work. Um, and it, you're, you're surrounded by, by men. And obviously men and women have very different needs. Um, and we're not just talking about, you know, young women um, with, with children. We're talking about menopause. You know, there's a lot of different things that can be catalysts for why it's quite difficult to be, you know, in a male-dominated industry. And so we wanted to create an external network because mm-hmm. when you work for a corporate, you build, you know, friendships and you build um, relationships within that organisation. And I'm a huge advocate of, you know, your network is your network. You really can make friendships, side hustles, hobbies, you know, all, all sorts, you know, from, from really diversifying that network. So that's why we wanted to create Tribe. We created a platform where women from, you know, all walks of, all walks of life, um, different countries, all that have a, a similar um, interest in the fact that they work in, you know, tech or finance. That's where we started for now. Uh, and bring them together so you know they really feel like they have that support network Mm -hmm. and then we throw in you know masterclasses and you know all sorts of resources to really give women the confidence that's that's what we really want to achieve nice so right now is your focus on educating companies on how to 
acknowledge or change their cultures or change their policies or change, you know, whatever needs change to accommodate a more balanced, I guess, management? Or do you work more with the women or professionals to say, this is how you can fill those roles, help change culture? Like which, which perspective do you usually take? Yeah. So we're, we're almost going two pronged. Okay. So if you're just working with an individual, which we do, um, when they go back into their organization, if you're not almost trying to do any work there, um, nothing's really going to change for them. So whilst you might be able to help them to build their confidence, what we're trying to really achieve is like impact through influence. So we want to be able to work with organizations to help them retain, you know, their top female talent. And um, when it comes to working with individuals, it's really about, again, helping them build out their network, helping them learn some of the soft skills like, you know, emotional intelligence, effective communication, self-confidence um and you know all all that sort of like mindset and self-belief work um and then if you couple that with working with organizations as well we're going to have a greater impact so yeah so in organizations you know especially I know you've mentioned tech and finance um Mm -hmm. which consistently have been known as male-dominated markets I don't think anybody's going to argue that what else have you found out there? So there, you know, have you found that there's more beyond that? Is that still your concentrated effort or where, what industries do you feel like need the most cultural change or how can we, you know, empower organizations like Tribe to make a bigger impact? So I think for us, um, we want to, you know, have as as big impact as possible, Mm -hmm. but with any company, you have to start somewhere, you know, it's, it's good to have a niche to really start to build momentum. And so the reason that we focus there was because of the work I do with my recruitment company, um, because tech and and finance are closely interlinked. You know, we work with a lot of fintechs. um, And obviously Meg is a a woman in tech. So for us, it felt like the obvious place to start. But in answer to your question, there's a lot of male-dominated industries. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah engineering construction defense you know so I guess we want to start somewhere and then we want to to build it and scale it you know really sort of have that impact that that we want to have um but yeah it's one of those things where you have you have to start small sometimes to then yeah you know expand out Now, you know, I know you said when you go into companies you help identify you know what keeps women from progressing or, or why do women leave or why are women not supported? What are those key things you found when you went in and, you know, and did your, your uh, collective information? Mm-hmm. So confidence is a, is a really key one that comes up, uh, up a lot. Um, you know, women tend to not ask, you know, they don't want to ask, how do I get the promotion? What key steps do I need to take? They don't shout about their successes as much as men. And so what we didn't want to create with Tribe was another, you know, women's network that is talking about, you know, why we're so disadvantaged at times, et cetera. It's about taking action. You know, Mm, it's about building that confidence, about working with men and going on the journey together to really then start to, you know, transform and start to close that, that gender leadership gap. So 
I think there's a lot of different things that can come up, like I said, in terms of, you know, flexibility, whether you have children, whether you're a, a, a caregiver for elderly relatives. Um, also, um, just yeah, like having a lack of confidence to really understand what your progression path is and, and asking for support. Mm-hmm. Um, also, male leaders not understanding how to fully support women in the workplace sometimes. So that's why, you know, sometimes they, you know, they want to, they just don't necessarily know no, how to be a successful Yeah. So yeah, there, there are there are numerous things, unconscious biases that you know companies just aren't aware of in in the way that they promote, in the way that they hire on board. You know, there's there's many things. Um, but I think the the biggest thing that we saw as something to really hone in on is women's own self belief and confidence which is why we try and have monthly masterclasses that focus in on soft skills to try and help them develop so that they can take action. You know, because things don't fall on your lap, do they? You do have to take action, Um, but to arm them with the self-belief that they can achieve, you know, their goals uh, is the initial step. Well, yeah, I think it's interesting that um, there, (laughs) there was a, I don't know if it's a story or an article or how I know this, but it's an example of, and and when you talk about self-belief and confidence and that if a man goes to apply for a job and there are 10 requirements in the job, if he has one or two of them, he'll apply. Mm -hmm. Women, if we don't have all 10 plus some extra, you know, credibility, we're like, oh, we're not mm-hmm. qualified. And we don't even try. And I think yeah. it's that, and it's it's not a 20% difference. It's not a 50, it's a 70 to 80% difference in how mm-hmm. we as women evaluate mm-hmm. our qualifications versus how men are able to say, oh, I've got two or three of those. Yes, let's apply. And a woman, we're yeah. like, we don't have nine or 10. We're like, no way. Why do we do that? You know, understanding why we do that, I think is a big, and that could be related to so many scenarios, but I think that one we could all relate to because I've done that. I've looked at a job and said, oh, I don't have all those. Mm -hmm. And then I definitely don't have this bonus thing they're asking for. Oh, forget it. I'm not qualified. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but a man, a man doesn't think that way. And kudos to men for having that kind of confidence Mm -hmm. and that kind of Mm -hmm. um, broad thinking and, and and just self-support and self-belief. So why as women, do we do that? I think it's so individual if I'm honest, but you know, a man will focus on, he'll just see the things he can do, whereas yeah. women will look and see the things they can't do yeah, mm-hmm. or, you know, don't yeah. have experience in. And, and that's why I think it needs to be a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. I um, agree, yeah. And I think also because you can't be what you can't see. So because there isn't that representation, you know, of, of women in leadership, we're coming with we're definitely making leaps and bounds you know Mm -hmm. but it's still I can't remember the exact stat but it is many many years (laughs) until that gap would be closed so I think you know it's also about trying to do things now at this this middle level level sort of management level Mm -hmm. so that we can increase the amount of people in leadership so then when you get new women through the door Mm -hmm. they can see someone like them Mm. you know in that seat 
and it almost gives them that inner confidence that they can achieve it so there's there's a lot of elements I think that come into it um and that's why we try and really focus on the individuals themselves you know the soft skills the the the, the personal development side of things and then when it comes to organizations what they can do you know through different programs coaching programs you know lead, leadership programs yeah. to actually try and then retain the women you know and support them from an internal perspective as well yeah yeah that's a really interesting thought. Well, um, I know that, again, you you do a lot with just even education in your professional life. But what do you do to stay on top of, you know, educating businesses or women? Like you said, you work with individuals or even personally, because, again, the tribe was a personal passion. So what do you do to stay educated um, in your personal and professional life? So in, the, in like the last year, I've become addicted to <laughs> self-development uh and I love learning whether that's you know through podcasts audible like talking and learning from different individuals and I think because through the work I did do with my recruitment business and tribe I've built um you know a global network and so I've learned a significant amount from talking to others and for me I feel like that's aided my growth journey you know so much in the last year than anything else I did previously and once you start to look at okay where where can I make these small improvements whether it be you know productivity hacks whether it be balance hacks you know (laughs) um you know the the getting balance and people talk about work-life balance a lot don't they but Whenever you're excelling in one area of your life, it's always going to be a detriment to to something else. So I don't feel like true balance, you know, looking at the scales ever exists. Mm -hmm. But it's trying to put those non-negotiable things in place that allow you to be, for example, a present mum, but then a present leader in your business or, you know, whatever it might be. And I've learned to, and this is the journey I'm actually focusing on this year, (laughs) um to try and prioritize me more because Mm -hmm. you can get caught up in it all especially when when like I say um you're a parent um and you know this isn't just for for women you know you've got single single dads as well and it's trying to prioritize yourself and your own health and and well-being to, to show up as the best version of you I feel like when you start to really invest in yourself all of the other things fall into place you know, and, and come to fruition, you're able to achieve them because you're you're showing up as the best version of yourself. And what are some of those things you do to invest in yourself? What are some of those things, you know, because I think sometimes people think automatically, oh, you know, it's getting massages or it's all the extras, but sometimes it's basics, right? So what are the yeah, things yeah. that you do to invest in yourself? So in terms of, you know, health and fitness, I ensure that I keep active. So I do a couple of personal training sessions, you know, a week. I make sure that I gout and I walk the dog, you know, I'd be in amongst the fresh air and, you know, just having that time to really think. Um, As you can imagine, a three and four year old, it's it's chaos all the time in my house. (laughs) And then from a, you know, not necessarily even just business, but just from a like learning education standpoint, it's, you know, trying to consume like I'm not very good at reading physical books 
So that's why I invested in Audible. Um, I like nice. to actually, I'm quite a visual learner as well. So I, I like to put podcasts on my TV. Oh, I love and that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It might be a, a recruitment one. It might be just a general like entrepreneur, you know, one building healthy habits. You know, I, I really do consume mm-hmm. a lot of different um, yeah. you know, content. Um, I am not on any other social media platforms bar LinkedIn. So I try and only consume things that I feel like are pushing me in the right direction, What you know, to what you. I want to be. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just things like family time, you know, friendship, um, like you say, like, yes, you know, massages or anything that's self-care, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, all of these little things that don't have to be, you know, massive. And then the, the biggest, I think, thing that really um, was a catalyst for me was coaching. Okay. So I invested nice. in going on a coaching journey myself um, and I've had a couple of coaches and that's really been quite transformative. You know, to really understand myself on a deeper level, to show up as, you know, the best leader for my team, the best person for, you know, my family, friends, etc. So, yeah, I would I would really promote anyone that can, you know, doesn't even have to be, you don't have the funds to get paid coaching. There's a lot of people that you can get mentors, you know, or anything like that out there. And I feel like that really does just give you that sort of push in the right direction to fuel that self-development journey. I love that. And that goes back to your network is your net worth. Like it's the people you surround yeah. yourself with and whether that be coaches or peers or, you know, other people, but I believe, you know, finding someone to lean on and lift you up is key because we cannot do it alone. So thank you for acknowledging mm-hmm. that. Well, this has been an amazing interview today and thank you so much for joining us from the UK I know it's late there so you're probably tired and you look so fresh and lovely you don't show that at all but for our listeners you know someone with your wealth of background and experience and all you've been through what is that one word of wisdom or advice or nugget of information or a little quote that you want to leave them with tonight or today to let them remember um, you know this is what you're about what would that be so I always tell people, you know, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And um, I love that. When I say that, you know, some people are very comfortable in their comfort zone in terms of their work or, you know, not everyone aspires to be an entrepreneur. So I don't mean that in that sense. It might be that you've got a fitness goal, but in order to achieve it, you always have to put yourself in an uncomfortable situation, yeah. you know, mm. to to really want to grow. Right. So, yeah, that's something that I you know, constantly tell myself is get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I think that's the moment we grow, Mm -hmm. right? Is always when we're uncomfortable. Well, Lauren, you have been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for your time and joining us. And we cannot wait to share your episode with our listeners. Thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. And just remember, women can do anything and in heels.